Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Well, happy Father's Day to my hombres out there. I got some good daddies in the house. I love the men of our church, so happy Father's Day to our men. I'm honored to be your pastor, and I mean that. I mean that. So uh, Psalms of Summer, uh, no break from Psalms of Summer when we're dealing with Father's Day. So Psalm 1, uh, go there with me. Psalm number 1, if you have a tough time finding that one. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Psalm 1, okay? <laughs> the first one, all right? There's 151 of them, so start with that one, all right? So Psalm 1 is our text today. So what I want to do is... Uh, six verses. I'm just going to kind of take each verse. We're going to break it down and unpack it and see all that God has for us in these six verses uh, in Psalm. So look at verse one right off the bat. He says, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. I want to stop right there for a little bit. If you are... If you're a breathing, living person, man today, and in the written word by sovereign God, you read, blessed is the man. What in the world would not allow you to open your heart and life and do everything that follows? I mean, who in the world, if someone said, Blessed is the man would go, no, I'm not interested in that blessing stuff. I would much rather be cursed. I mean, seriously. So if you open the word of truth, a love letter from the Father, and he says, blessed is the man, everything that follows should be implemented in a man's life. Because here's the promise, blessed. Blessed. And I'm just saying, man, blessed is a good thing. It's just, it's just good. It's just flat good. So blessed is the man. But here's the kicker. Nobody else created by the great creator God had what we have as men or women. It's called choice. You give anything else choice. Tree just tree. Dog do dogs do what they do because they're dogs. They just do that in those places because they're dogs. They don't have choice. They don't. He gave man choice. I want you to see some choices that he gave man. Go to your Bible in Deuteronomy. Go all the way back to Old Testament. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Verse 
Look at verse uh, 15. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. And then you will live and increase, and the Lord God will bless you in the land you're entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, you are not obedient. And if you are drawn away and, and bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land that you are crossing into the Jordan entering to possess. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God and listen to his voice. Hold fast to him, for the Lord is life. He will give you many years in the land. He swore to give your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Choose life. Blessed is the man. Choose that life. Choose to do everything written after you see blessed is the man. Choose that. Joshua 24, 15 says this. But is serving the Lord seems undesirable to you. I, I just want to stop. How, how can that be? <laughs> I didn't have to hang on a tree for people that I didn't even know would accept what I did. Is serving the Lord <laughs> seems undesirable. Mm. That's a messed up sentence right there. I don't understand that. Then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the god the Amorites or who the land you are possessing. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Choose. He says, listen, blessed is the man who chooses. Here's the stuff you've got to choose from. Life or death, blessing or cursing. Or if this thing called church and serving me seems to be a little tough, then you choose. You choose. But as for me, mm, as for me, regardless, I choose to serve the Lord. I choose to serve the Lord. So blessed is the man. So, so right off the bat, we just have to make a choice in Psalm 1 whether we want to be blessed. And the one we have to choose to decide that, or the, the, the choice that we have to decide is that we choose to be blessed by a promise maker and not a promise breaker. Amen. He ain't going to break that promise. So blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. So let's look on to one. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Mm. Let me help you with that. Blessed is the man 
who does not listen, who does not linger, who does not take advice from the wicked. None of us would choose our friends and the people we hang with. We would never introduce them. I want to introduce you to my friend, John. He's wicked. (laughs) I mean, I'm like, okay, John, good to meet you. I'm going to go back over here. (laughs) I don't want to be in your presence. No one introduces their friends or people as wicked. But a mindset opposing God is wicked. It just is. I have friends that chase the world. I choose to chase God. God's going, you're choosing well, they're wicked. Well, God, they're not really wicked. That's really hard to say. No, 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 no. There's two camps here. There's, there's God and the wicked. That, I mean, it is. Read one, Romans 1. That's pure, there's only two people there. <coughs> listen to me. If you're going to be blessed, you cannot sit and listen and linger and take advice from wicked people. Amen. You just can't do it. And they may be good guys. You may like going fishing with them. You might like going hunting with them. They might be absolutely funny. They might be as sarcastic as you, and you like that. But if you listen to them, and you linger too long with them, or you take advice from them, you are acting out wickedness. And it will, it, it, it will show itself in time. Look what else he says. Or stand in the way of sinners. Stand in the way of sinners. Basically, what he is saying is, you, if you stand in the way of sinners, you are practicing. You're practicing in their behavior. You say, well, I'm not really participating. I was just there. Hmm. Well, you can sort that out however you want to, but you shouldn't even be there. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, we love this text. We use it often. Bad company does corrupt good morals, good character. Be careful who you're around. You will eventually be like them. He goes on to say, after he says, blessed is this man, not only does he sit in the seat or stand in the way of sinners, but he also sits in the seat of mockers. He sits in the seat of mockers. It's a physical position, or it is a mental position. There's a progressive trend here. It's not good. First, you are walking with them. You listen to them. Then you stand. You hover a little bit longer. Now you're not just listening to them and lingering. Now you're walking with them a little bit longer. Now you're sitting at their table, and they're mockers, and you're beginning to mock. Well, what would you mock? Well, (laughs) you usually, in that setting, will mock things of God. You'll mock the church. You'll mock God. 
you're mocked the seat of the pastor or the position of the pastor. If you're not careful, you'll mock uh, people, individual people, types of people. Now, here's, the, here's what I want you to hear. Blessed is the man who doesn't do these. But behind every man is usually little ducklings called children. And some are little men that are going to become big men. If the mama duck lingers and takes advice and stands and begins to mock, all the little ducklings behind will start yapping the same way. And at 16... It's really hard to ask your son to stop mocking the church when he grew up listening to you mock the church. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's really not the sweetest Father's Day thing. I'm not picking on fathers. I'm just telling you the word. Yeah. Fathers, I, I've told parents this all my life. 99% of the things in parenting is not taught. It's caught. Be careful what they catch. It's not always at the world's expense. Sometimes it's in your house. We have to be careful that we want to be men that follow the Lord. We've got to be careful who we walk with, who we linger with, who we listen to, who we take advice from, who we, who we listen to mock. Because the progression is we might start mocking. So let's go to verse 2 and see if it's a little nicer. Okay, Verse 2. But his delight, this man, this person, uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. His delight is in the word. Joshua 1, 8 Instructions are given. It says, do not let this word depart from your mouth. Meditate it day and night so that you'll be careful to do what it says. Did you pick up on that? Did that go by you? Where's the word? On your coffee table? Is the word in your study? Is the word in your car? Do not let the word depart from your mouth. Words in you. Yeah. You got to speak it. Don't depart from speaking the word. Don't, don't take a break from speaking. You know why we can speak on weather and hunting and fishing and sports so much? It never departs from us. Just never departs. I can talk baseball until you're so sick of baseball. Uh, I can talk all kind of baseball, all right? I started talking Friday evening at dinner to my wife about baseball, about a player. She has no clue who this player was. I was talking to her like she knew this guy, knew his parents. I'm just going on and on. She just sat there just sweet and lovely and smiling at me, eating her cheese and crackers. And I'm like, I got done. I was like, that would have been like her telling me about sewing. I would have listened, but I could care less. But thank you for being a good sport, baby. 
But <laughs> she didn't know I was going to say that. But, but what I'm saying is we, we can talk about things. I can talk about weather. Me and Dopper Dave, Lord, them people at Roses, when we go Taco Tuesday and talk weather, they're like, are y'all going to leave? Because y'all didn't even tip. So we, we can talk and talk weather. Why? Because it never departs from me. If the word never departs from, my, from me, if I'm meditating on it, meditating on it, meditating on it, meditating on it, guess what comes out of my mouth when I talk all the time? The word. Amen. Word just comes out. Just comes out. That's what he says he wants us to be. Verse 3, let's keep going. I got, I got to go. Uh, he is like a tree. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. I'm going to tell you, for a pastor, you want to take one scripture and preach for 30 minutes, I can do that right there on just in verse 3. I, there, whew, there's like multiple messages right there. Some of y'all are like, I don't even see one. That's okay. If you had what I have in me, you'd see a whole bunch more. I'm just telling you right now. There's a bunch in there. So here's the deal. He is like a tree. He is like a tree, a big old stud tree. Look at, look at your man and say, he's a tree. He's like a stud. He's like a four-by-four four post. Some of y'all are like, no, I'm not even a one-by-two. But, but, <laughs> but he's a stud. He's a big oak. He, he's, he's big. He's strong. That's a man supposed to be a big old tree. He's supposed to be big. He's supposed to be this brawny kind of guy. But let me tell you something. It's real embarrassing to a tree when a little bitty storm blows it over. It is. You're like, that ain't much of a tree. There's a bunch of tree above the ground. Wasn't much tree at all below the ground. See, we take pictures of trees above the ground. We don't ever take a picture of a tree below the ground. Listen, I don't care how good you look above the ground. If there ain't nothing below the ground, you just one storm away from being no picture at all. Nobody takes a picture of a dead tree laying on a car, except an insurance guy. You got to have some roots, man, and you got to drive them deep. And how's a man do that? In the Word. You got to drive them deep. This man... Sets down roots into a reservoir, which will never run dry. One that refreshes, revives, renews, cleanses, and satisfies those who draw upon it. What is this reservoir? What is this reservoir that we're talking about? Simple. The Holy Spirit. Pure and simple. Listen to me. Lake Meredith is one good-looking lake right now. It is. From its lowest mark in 2013 of 26 and a half feet to present depth right now, touching 77 feet. That is an incredible increase in a short amount of time. It's highest it's ever been in 1973 is 101 feet. Woo. That's a lot of water right there, but you know how it got that big? 
people dumping buckets into it? Uh Uh-uh. It rained from heaven. It rained from heaven. You know how you get full? When you get rain from heaven. When you get, you, you know why you're at your lowest depth right now? Because you ain't been under the fountain of rain from heaven in a long, long time. And you're starving to death. And you look like you're starving to death. But you still think you got 101 feet in you, but you don't. It's been evaporating out while you've been chasing your tail. The scorching sun beating down on you. Life itself is breathing heat on you. And you didn't do anything to refresh yourself. Some of us, men and women in this house today, need a shower, a rain from heaven that fills our reservoir back up. Because this life will demand a bunch from you. It will demand a bunch from you. Holy Spirit will well up in you like a spring. Never run dry. Never run dry. He ends this. It's an interesting text. And I told you there's some sermons in there, but I won't go there. But he's talking about leaves, and he's talking about withering and all this other stuff. And then he says just one statement to end it. Whatever he does will prosper. It kind of doesn't even fit. It kind of looks like it's a side note. It's kind of like he's, he's talking, and then all of a sudden he says, but what he can't forget is if this happens, if this is who he is, whatever he does will prosper and see, when we hear the word prosper in America, you know what we first think about? Money. Las Vegas, baby. Blackjack. No. That's not what he's talking about. He says prosper. My health will prosper. My children will prosper. My family will prosper. My marriage will prosper. My business, my job will prosper. My relationships Will prosper. Let me tell you something. When it's all said and done, it's only about relationship. How rich are you? You're as rich as you've invested. Just saying. As rich as you've invested in relationships. Whatever he does, he says, will prosper. We got a row. Verse 4. Not so. Mm, boy, he changes it quick. He done went from the blessed man to a different man. Not so that wicked, not so that wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. In my Bible, I wrote no foundation. No foundation. See, verse 4 is a warning. It's a blinking light. I mean, it's a, it's a sign. It's just a warning. I mean, it's just it's just. God does not want you to even be in verse 4. It's a warning. Not so the wicked. They're like chaff. Wind blows away. Here's the picture. The picture here is harvest time. It's harvest time. Grain's ready, fat, good. In Palestine, they have, in Palestine, when, when they harvest grain in the Bible, the picture here is Palestine. In Palestine, they have what they call a threshing floor. 
The threshing floor is always up on a, up on a hill. Why? So there's a breeze. So there's a breeze. So you take the grain, stock, leaves, everything. You throw it on the threshing floor. You got these animals with these heavy logs or, or, or things behind them, and they're constantly just walking and, and treading and pr- crushing and just crushing all that grain up. And then they come behind it, and they pick it up, and they go. And guess what happens? The grain with substance falls. And the chaff that's just waste, it's no good, blows away. And then they come around, and they start gathering. What are they gathering? They're gathering the good stuff. They're gathering the good stuff. See, the wicked, mm, they're in the threshing floor. They, they're in there, just even with the grain. But the problem is, when it gets a little crushed, when, when pressure hits it, they can't handle it. There's nothing to them, no weight, nothing. They're empty, hollow, shallow. There's nothing to them, just dust, dried up, crushed, nothing. So, they, so God throws them up, and that wind just takes them. Nothing to them. You want to follow that? You want to follow? A, you want to follow? No, no. Don't be, don't be chaff. Be grain. Be grain. Be grain. Verse five. Therefore, the wicked. They won't. They won't stand in judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of righteous. <laughs> the wicked will not stand in judgment. Why will the wicked not stand in judgment? It's a good question. Let me tell you why. There's nothing to judge. There's nothing to judge. They judge themselves because they are not believers. They have not They're not going to stand there. The Father doesn't have to judge them. They've judged themselves. Not to the side is to the side. There's chaff. They just live life free and easy. They ain't nothing. There's nothing to them. They just existed. They never lived. Because you only live when life itself through Jesus Christ comes in and sets sets you free and gives you life. You're born again. They don't have to stand in judgment because they've judged themselves. Verse 6. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. Mm. But the way of the wicked will perish. The Lord watches over the way of the righteous. You see, you say, well, I, I, I'm not righteous. No, I'm not righteous. You're not righteous. But we're righteous because he's righteous. Our righteousness is like filthy rags. His righteousness is a jewel to the Father. See, I have his righteousness on me. Because mine 
Mine's not enough. The way of the righteous, the Lord watches over, meaning his kids. He watches over them. The way of the wicked, they just perish. We used to sing an old song that said, His eye is on the sparrow, and he watches over me. His eye is on the sparrow, and he watches over me. Mm. Blessed is the man. You see, God charts a course for you before you ever breathe one breath. And he is constantly in his sovereignty charting your course. You never bump into anyone God didn't mean for you to bump into. And your feet never land anywhere God didn't plan for them to land. He said, my feet went some bad places. Well, he allowed them to go there. He wasn't thrilled to death about them being there. If you've got children, you could never chart a course more beautiful than the one God charts for them. Never. Never. Trust the Father with your life and with the life of your children. Teach them to follow you while you follow Jesus. Blessed is a man who does these things. That behind you will do the exact same things. And generation after generation after generation, you will raise up warriors, mighty warriors for the king. He charts your course. Take peace in that today. I'm going to ask you to stand, church. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. If you're on the altar team, I'm going to ask you to come. It's a beautiful psalm. It's not only directed to fathers, but I've kind of just kind of directed it there. It's directed to all of us. May we be men and women. May we be the church that is blessed. And here's why. Boom. Everything after it. This morning. This morning. I only want you to respond to what the Holy Spirit said to you today. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. I'm going to pray. We're going to worship. And I want you to respond only to what the Holy Spirit said today. Father, we love you and we thank you. Mm. We thank you that you love us enough to write a love letter of instructions on how to be blessed. And I thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit is speaking and has spoken. And I pray, Father, that we would say yes to whatever you said today. And God, as we stand and worship, God, may we worship, but may, may we also say to the Holy Spirit, yes. 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 So, Father, move us if we need to be moved. 
deepen us if we need to be deepened. Whatever we need to do, Father, I pray we do that. For some in here, it's just flat out repent. And if that is what it needs to be done, then let it be done. Let it be so. Lord, we love you. Be honored now as we worship in Christ's name. Amen. If you need to come to church, you come. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.